What's up, everybody? This is Ray Lucia Jr., and this is our second episode of Managing Your Financial Future Podcast Edition. I'm here with my cousin, Joe Lucia, president of Lucia Capital. What's up, Joe? What's up, Ray? Welcome to the show. You know, I was out there working out this morning downstairs in our gym. You know, it's fantastic gym we've got. Yeah, it's great. We all worry about our physical health, and uh, I think one thing we don't think about as much as our financial health. Well, this is a financial show, so, but you know, I was thinking about, you know, how in this business of helping people manage their wealth, we're always thinking and concerned about how do you manage stock market risk or interest rate risk, all the different risks that go along with trying to amass wealth. And, you know, if you take a step back, there are three significant risks that all these other little things kind of boil into. It's the risk of dying too soon, right? Yeah, because, you know, if something happened and you weren't prepared, uh, you could leave your family uh, with a lot of bills and expenses. Yeah, mortgages and like college tuition or education costs, future education costs. So that's why people buy life insurance to protect from the unforeseen circumstances of dying too soon. But what happens if you live too long? See, that's another risk that's very interesting that people don't tend to think about because it's kind of baked into this whole calculation in your head you're thinking about well how much do I need to save is a million dollars enough we got that question a lot is it two million now is it 10 million you know whatever that number is for people but really the core risk that people are trying to get to when they're trying to amass that wealth is not running out of money before they run out of time yeah because nobody wants to be eating dog food when they're 80 years old so people are trying to, to figure out how to hedge even though they don't even maybe connect the dots of the risk of living too long well and that just takes some proper planning having a strategy and being proactive and being proactive but let me challenge you there's two risks and you know we like to talk in threes here at, at lucia what is the third risk that people tend to not think too much about well nobody plans on getting sick but what happens if you get sick Oh, man. There are people out there that need ongoing care, and it's expensive. And that's another risk that you got to think about and talk about. And sometimes managing it yourself, uh, you're not going to address it. And that's why we encourage people to be proactive and work with a financial advisor. This whole thing about dying too soon or living too long or getting sick along the way really reminds me of, of our grandparents, Joe. Yeah. You know, our grandmother, I'd argue she died too soon. It was unexpected. Yeah, you know, a few years ago, took a fall, went into the hospital, and unfortunately never came out. And on the flip side, you know, Grandpa, he's what ninety three, super healthy, but you know, he's in a memory care facility. Fortunate for him, he you know was in the Navy, worked for the city, has a Social Security, so plus pensions you know, and the whole we, bit. We, we call that the triple dipper, <laughs> triple dipper. So 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 whether he you know strategically planned it that way or not. Um, it worked out in his favor to have all these guaranteed sources of income. So we throw it to the team again this week to kind of kick around some thoughts about the risks of dying too soon or living too long or, God forbid, getting sick along the way. Well, let's do that. Let's throw it over to the guys and have them talk about some of these topics. So with that, here's Johnny Dean and Rick the Professor Plum. It's been almost two decades we've been on this journey to educate, liberate, and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future, achieve peace of mind, and accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you set your goals and guide you along the way to help you achieve them. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. I'm your host, Johnny Dean, with our own Rick the Professor Plum, Chief Financial Planning Officer. 
Managing your financial future, Johnny Dean, uh, Professor Rick Plum. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Ray. Ray Jr. there. He brought up an interesting point, Professor Plum, and this really plays into planning. The uncertainty of the future? Oh, that the oh, I wish the future were certain. I'll tell you what. Oh, the things I would do. The odd thing is when you're young, you figure you're going to live forever anyway. I'm always going to feel like this. <laughs> and it doesn't occur to you until much later that you're not going to live forever. But then you say, well, if I'd known I was going to make it to age 60 or whatever it is, yeah, I would have uh, done things a little bit differently. So it is about planning. It's about strategy. Uh, Ray brought up three things, and let's just deal with these in the limited time we have. Let's deal with each of these issues separately. This this covers all of planning, I think. <laughs> well, most financial planning is about risk management oh. Out, you know not outliving your money creating an appropriate portfolio being smart with your taxes so that you don't spend uh-huh. too much in expenses that you don't want to expend in the first place but it's all about risk management which i find interesting because there are some who will tell you even in the financial planning business that financial planning is about yeah risk management but it's about making that 12 percent per year it's about getting <laughs> you the biggest juice out of your you know that's not planning that's gambling yeah if i could get 12 percent a year Without the risk involved in getting well, 12% a year. Well, there is nothing, there's no risk to manage. <laughs> then, well, no, you've somehow managed it out already. If I was that smart that I could manage all the risk out of it and still get a 12%, you can't, by the way. I'm just making, you know, that's what got uh, Mr. Madoff in trouble. Sure, of course. No, <laughs> you can't do it. So it is about risk management. And as a financial planner, you look at the various risks that people have. Uh-huh. And we could boil it down to, there are, there, there are more, but I think I think the top three, perhaps. For a retiree, the top three are. Sure. Know. Well, even for a non retiree somebody who's 30 you don't want to you don't want you die too soon i mean that's your big risk right there right you somebody 30 years old probably hasn't had the opportunity to build much of a portfolio to leave for their heirs no. and, and provide for their kids their spouse their surviving spouse mm-hmm. so yeah dying too soon is a big but everybody accepts that one when you're 30 you have a young family you accept the fact that oh, I got to go buy some insurance. For the most part, you do, and that—that's one of the things that that especially young people really don't have a problem with. Number one, it's cheap. If you're going to get term insurance and you're 30 years old, I mean, it's it costs you almost dirt nothing to buy. But the one that does bother them is buying disability, buying disability. insurance. That's the which is harder to do for one thing, and you know that's one thing I think though when you're looking for a job, if you're in the younger category, we're talking about here. That's one of those benefits that you want to check into. Does your company, if you're an employee, offer some disability coverage? Yes, beyond what you get, I think, through the state. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to rely on the state. Disability, but it doesn't kick in for a while, and I think it's only 40%. I, I, I don't know what all the numbers was. are, but it's probably not enough. It's not going to be enough, especially for a young family. So, so when we cover these three scenarios, living too long, Dying too soon or getting sick along the way. We will the the dying too soon part is is a fairly easy thing to take care of. I mean, not to just throw it out there, but yeah, life insurance certainly for a young person. That's the, the dying too soon. That's the dying too soon part of it. Even somebody who's who's uh, but a retiree, retiree. A, a married couple in retirement, they need to worry about one of the re, one of them dying too soon, mm-hmm. especially if that is the person that has the uh, pension and you haven't selected a 100% option. So these all go into the planning process mm-hmm. of when you retire, which pension, if you have a pension and you're married, which pension option are you going to take? Yeah, uh, sure. Life only? Joint life? You know, 50%? What are, we, what are we talking about here? Well, and we talked, I think it was in last week's podcast about, about the Social Security, one if you're married, one, one of the Social Security The benefits. lower of the two Social Securities drops off when you, when you have a survivor issue. Right, and and so life insurance was one of the things that we mentioned as, as potentially taking care of that. So on the on on the dying too soon part, 
Life insurance, certainly a no-brainer for somebody who's young. The older you are, I guess you can make an argument that the less – I mean, if you're 90 – you don't need to provide that many years. Yeah, no. but you're not going to buy life insurance at 90. No. But you know, the other thing is hopefully that you've planned as a young person. Not only did you cover the dying too soon issue, mm-hmm. but you covered the other side of building a portfolio in case you actually made it to retirement and you got into retirement. You need money in retirement. That's what building the portfolio does. And you have enough money to provide for that surviving spouse as well. Sure. All right. So there's that. That's one way. Now, we have the, the, the dying too soon is the first most obvious one. The one that's not as obvious is what if you live longer than you expected? I mean, the, the, the phrase was uh, uh, living too long. I mean, Running out really, of money before I run out of time. Can you really live too long? Well, yeah. If I you mean, don't have any money, it can sure feel too long. It, it absolutely can. So let's cover this very quickly. We have some potential solutions for people. When you talk about living too long, Professor Plum, obviously what you're talking about, you just said it, running out of money. Right. You're retired at 65. You think you're going to make it to 80. Uh, so what, 15 years? You, you plan for that? Making up numbers here. You got a million five and spend $100,000 a year. The money's, you know, ignoring income and taxes or uh, interest and taxes. I run out of money at age 80. But unfortunately, I didn't run out of me yet. <laughs> and I, I got to provide out. for me. Right. Uh, so, and the only thing I have left at that point is my Social Security. Well, I was taking quite a bit of income over and above my Social Security. So I'm going to have a dramatic cutback in my income because I don't have any money anymore. You've seen plenty of people who thought they wouldn't live much past 75 who are still alive and kicking at 90, 91, 92. I mean, enough enough to know that something it has to be done, that it, it, it happens. Now, our portfolios, whatever we've built up, and you can argue about 4% or 5%, but our portfolios, no matter what, there's a finite amount of money in there. Right, and so it all happens. And a lot of people think, well, I'm going to spend more money when I'm young while I can enjoy it. Yeah, that's fine. And uh, and then they have a, a negative effect like 2008, uh, which – you know, puts a big damper. Yeah, wait a minute. I had a million bucks, and what is this now? Six hundred thousand. And uh, but I still want to spend it while I'm, you know, young enough to do it. Well, you're going to have to, you know, change something there. Well, you are going to have to change something. So we talk about Social Security, and we've talked about it before. Social Security is one of those foundations of somebody's financial plan because. We know it's going to be there. It's a payment that's guaranteed by the federal government, so we can count on that uh, being there. Guarantees seem to increase the probability that you're not going to run out of money. Well, obviously, if I have a guaranteed income for the rest of my life, that income will continue for the rest of my life, if I've done it right, for the rest of my spouse's life. And and I can't run out of money. And if the right entity is guaranteeing it. Yeah. Now, an insurance company... Shifting sands of Iowa, you don't want. (laughs) No, you don't want that. But but assuming that it's a strong insurance company, the full faith and credit, they're going to cover that. So you really don't have to worry about that. Social Security, as far as the government concerned, they can always pay their bills. So that's not a problem. But uh, living too long really involves certain guarantees. And having enough guaranteed income to provide for your needs that you when you wake up in the morning you know you got it all covered for you know at least all the basics the basics yeah, I mean you don't have to have the trips to Europe all covered uh, but you want to have the gas and electric basic food you know you know mortgage, mortgage rent whatever the case may be property yeah. taxes you know insurance mm-hmm. you know health insurance you know, long term care insurance those kinds of things covered if you've got that done okay what we have noticed is that at 90 you're not traveling as much Although my grandfather went on a cruise at 94. Well, you 90, might. He, he tended to, you know, 
change the the view on things. But yeah, they, but for the, for the, the most majority, part, he, he didn't do it as often as he did when he was in no, his seventies. No, you can't do that. So we talk about guaranteed income. Uh, oftentimes, it's purchased with an insurance company in the form of an annuity. Yes. Now. I've heard these disparaged. I've also heard them touted beyond it's the greatest thing ever. It's not, neither one is true. They aren't the greatest thing ever. Um, I, I guess, unless you look at it as it's the greatest thing in the world is getting guaranteed income. But they should at least be considered if you're. If you need that guaranteed. And it's not just you. If you're a married couple, it's the spouse too. Sure. Um, what do we want to provide? What do we need to provide? for ourselves during retirement. We wake up in the morning, we have expenses, our Social Security covers Mm -hmm. 40, 50% of it. We need some more. How do we do that? There are ways to create income that doesn't go away for as long as you're here. Now, you may not have a huge uh, nest egg to pass on when you're 98, 100, 103, but you're gonna have your bills covered. And well, that's one of the more important things. Well, I think it's more important than, than personally than leaving a legacy. If I can't pay my bills, there's not going to be a legacy left anyway. I might as well get some guarantees for myself while I'm alive. I know a lot of people put down annuities, uh, and maybe rightfully so in the sense that they're not sold properly. No, you're not going to get correctly. a You're not going to get a, a huge rate of return, but you don't buy these for rate of return. You buy these for the guarantees. So this is, this is where living too long, in a sense, that if I purchase guaranteed income, I've got my Social Security, maybe I have a pension, I don't know, guaranteed by somewhat by the PBGC, and an insurance company is guaranteeing my income through an annuity, uh, personally, I'm all right with that. Right, because now you can live. You don't worry about when you wake up and you watch the news and you find out the latest you know, you know, problem in the world that made the stock market sink by X number of percent, and you think, <gasps> Oh, at least I'm not going to worry about where my paycheck's coming from well, for the rest of my in, life. That's an interesting development. I'm going to see what else is on. Uh, yeah. I'm going to yeah. watch Nickelodeon because I really don't care. <laughs> uh, so that's the living too long portion. We talked about if you die too soon, life insurance seems to be the one that I think most people agree on uh, to really pass that risk on. But here's the other one that very few people consider and even fewer decide they're going to do anything about, and that is getting sick along the way. Somebody who's young, try to convince them. You, you said well, disability uh, you, insurance was... Well, very young individuals, young adults, a lot of them, until they were mandated to carry health insurance, they didn't even cover cover health insurance. They, yeah, because I feel good today. I'm not going to get in a problem. And, um, and a, so health insurance is obviously a very important thing. But then as you get older, we have Medicare at age 65 and above mm-hmm. for most people. Uh, so that covers a good portion of our medical needs. Uh we have a supplement to cover what you know. Hopefully, you know Medicare doesn't cover. Sure, but yeah. there are things that Medicare does not cover. And as we get older, many people start experiencing not their health issues that hold us down, but the the need that we have is more convalescent rather than medical. And it happens. It does happen. I've seen it happen to relatives. I'm sure people listening, you've seen it happen. Professor Plum, I know you've seen it. Uh, somebody who's 100, you know, your uncle or your grandfather. My grandfather made it to 102, and he but, never needed it. My grandmother on the other, my other side made it to 93, but she did need it. Well, but but even somebody who's fairly healthy at 102 is probably going to be living in some maybe assisted living or something. <laughs> I mean, you, you just can't live by yourself and expect things I to go I told you, my, well. my grandfather bucked the trend on everything. He lived by himself until the last two weeks. Well, but that's fine. So it was two weeks in the hospital. But right. my grandmother, um, she lived on her own. She was 93. She was healthy. And then she fell 
broke her hip, and then from then forward, she needed convalescent care. And it is expensive as heck. And and even if you planned out everything perfectly, or, or you know, in your mind it was perfect, you had enough in your portfolio to get by. But all of a sudden, look at this: I have an extra ninety grand a year that I got to spend because uh, this person, you know, maybe they have dementia or something. And they're going to live for another three or four years. And it's a problem, especially for a single retiree. I think it's a bigger problem for a married retiree where one of them needs convalescent care and the, the well spouse will do anything to, to try to help the, the institutionalized spouse. And they, they pay and they break. But what happens is they spend their portfolio at a much faster rate. And then, unfortunately, what happens is that institutionalized spouse passes away. So now there's not as much portfolio and we've lost some social security and you know so uh, yeah. it's just a compounding negative effect on what's going on so w- what we like to talk about is is passing that risk on or at least a good portion of that risk off to an insurance company and again here, here not, there are not multiple to ways to do it but there are multiple ways to do it people tend to not buy long-term care insurance because number one i think they don't think they're ever going to need it they don't believe it they are gamble that they'll be the one that does it right but on the other hand they say well you know i got 50 grand sitting here in a cd i'll use that if i have to and i'll but but i mean you know heck that may not even cover a full years so what we've talked about in the past is this so-called linked benefit type we Mm -hmm. don't have time to get into the whole thing but professor this is a way to keep your premiums i mean maintain ownership of your premiums Well, like that fifty thousand in the cd you just mentioned you can use that 50000 put it into a linked benefit policy. You still have access to the 50000 At this point, you're a retiree. There's only three things that could happen. This is money that was set aside, and so it wasn't money you were drawing down to live on. You're either going to you know, need the money. You have access to the 50. It's not going to grow much, but it's 50. You're going to die. You have access to the 50, maybe a death benefit on top of that to give it, or you need long-term care. Yep. Those are the three issues. And so if I need long-term care, there these policies can be give you a pretty decent long-term care benefit, much more than the $50,000 that you put into it. So I take this CD, let's just say I had it sitting in a CD. I'd move it from the CD at the bank, I move it to an account at the insurance company, mm-hmm. they're holding it for me, paying me maybe a I get, little bit. This of, does assume you're insurable. This is right. <laughs> you have to do this at the time you're insurable. Uh, now it's at the insurance company. I still have ownership of the money. If I need long-term care, that 50000 the ones I've seen potentially can give you $150,000 right. worth of long-term care. So you've got the fifty. If you need the fifty, you can get it back. If you die, there's maybe eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 of death benefit. That's probably not as big a death benefit as if you'd had a, you know, another insurance policy. But you're but trying to do two things with, at once instead of just right, one Right, of course. Thing. Yeah. And if you... Uh, don't die, but you need long-term care. You may have one hundred fifty, hundred eighty thousand of long-term care benefit. Your fifty thousand in your CD will not grow fast enough to cover one hundred fifty, hundred eighty thousand in long-term care. No. So if I die without needing long-term care, my fifty thousand that was yeah, in the CD, 80. my heirs get eighty. Depends on Who how knows? old you are and how healthy you are when you buy it. It varies. Okay. So, but but just this this is one way to do it. But if I do need long-term care, that fifty thousand is used to pay for long-term care, and then it, assuming it goes to one hundred fifty in some cases, depending on how you set it up. That's what's nice about these linked benefit policies. Um, you know, you. I, I think the appeal to people is that I'm not handing my money to an insurance company and it's gone. Well, there's two appeals. One is that the, the 50000 is still there in this example. The other is, what is the one of the bigger issues for a retiree? It's cash flow. Cash flow is a huge issue for a retiree. Yeah. And it, it, most people think about insurance 
that I've got a monthly annual semi-annual payment that I have to make. I have to have the cash flow to make the payment. You don't have the cash flow because it's all done with this a single deposit. So you don't have to worry about, where am I going to get the money to make that premium? Nope, it's already there, and the money is still yours. So if you need some more information on this linked benefit, uh, you can give us a call here. You can uh, go to luciacap.com. You can call us 800-644-1150. I mean, this is just if you want some information on it. This is why we do this. It's why we talk about things like that. Uh, living too long dying too soon or getting sick along the way we've just run through those three scenarios make sure that you're covered in one way or another it's all part of financial planning we can talk to you about that if you need it Uh, just give us a call as i said we'll be happy to help you out all right we're out of time uh, for this week my thanks to ray jr for stopping by giving us the topic and my thanks to you professor plum i guess we'll talk to you again next week yes sir all right appreciate it for professor plum ray lucia jr i'm johnny dean this has been the podcast managing your financial future. We'll talk to you again next time. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal, or investment advice. It is not intended or written and cannot be used for the purpose of avoiding penalties imposed by law. You should seek independent advice from a tax professional. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. Its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. SSA website is at www.ssa.gov or call 800-772-1213 to speak with an SSA representative. There can be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy will be either suitable or or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principal. No client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. CDs are FDIC insured up to $250,000 per depositor per insured bank for each account ownership category. Insurance product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company and are subject to their terms and conditions. Insurance products offered through Lucia Securities LLC, California Insurance License Number 0H40817. Lucia Securities is the DBA for Lucia Insurance Services. Annuities are long-term investment products designed for retirement purposes. Guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuer subject to their terms and conditions. Early withdrawals may be subject to surrender penalties and, if taken prior to age 59 and a half, may be subject to an additional 10% federal tax. Annuities are not FDIC insured. Certain terms and conditions apply, so please read insurance company materials carefully. Long-term care coverage policies and provisions may not be available in all states. Approval may be subject to the terms and conditions of the insurance company. The investment professionals are registered representatives with and secure and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA SIPC. Lucia Securities LLC was acquired by LPL Financial August 2020. The investment professionals of Lucia Securities LLC are now affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital. 